Not this week, baby. <laughs> not this week. No incest, Mike. Not this. You week. made it the whole week without any incest. Is not that what you're yeah. trying to tell me. And I'm gonna and I'm gonna keep that streak going. You know, what, Adam. Okay. Good. <laughs> I I'm just so confused with today's culture and today's. You know, so, so many acronyms for everything. Like, Man. did you know I still don't know what LGBTQA means? Q and A. Nobody will give me a straight answer. Bam. Gotcha. <laughs> Lesbian, gay, I know what it means. <laughs> bi gendered, yeah, transsexual, yeah, questioning, uh, question and answer, question and answer, and question and answer, <laughs> and intersex. There's the ones who question, yeah, and then the ones who answer. It's like, oh, you, you're homo. Yeah, <laughs> so we're the, we're the A. You're one of them homos. Yeah, so we're in, we're the A. We're allies. Okay, got it. Allies. How, how you doing? How you doing, buddy? Happy Man, birthday. Is it my birthday? It was. I realized as you inch closer to another decade, mm-hmm. there's there's eventually a point where you can you have to stop calling yourself a young adult. And okay. I'm pretty sure you're not a young adult when you're 40, right? You're not 40 yet, though. I, that's what I'm saying, yeah. though. But you know, I'm I'm, I'm getting closer. You're getting there. You're <laughs> so, closer. You're closer today to 40 than you were yesterday. <laughs> I guess that yeah. is true. It might be true. Um, so yeah. So to to break. In my midlife crisis, mm-hmm. got myself a Razor scooter. Woo! <laughs> Nineteen? No, two thousand, two thousand one. Don told me it was to. Uh, it, it was one that is it, it, a replica of one that you got like when you were like fifteen or something. I've never owned a scooter in my life. Oh, she told me so. It was something that you had when you were fifteen or something. <laughs> I've never. I don't know where she would have heard that. Okay, that's odd. <laughs> I was more of a bike slash rollerblader. Okay. Um, until I was about 15. <laughs> when you were learning how to ride rollerblades, was it hard to tell your to parents, tell my you parents that I was gay? Yes. It was very, very difficult because they were also gay. Yeah. And I wasn't sure if they were going to accept me for you're the gay, gay man that I was. Oh man, there's a sketch in there somewhere. <laughs> you come out to your lesbian parents and they kick you out of the house. <laughs> Not in my house. We don't want gays in here. Put Lesbians your, is okay. We don't want gays in here. Put on your flat flannel and your Birkenstocks and get out. <laughs> no, I fell down too much on my on my gay rollerblades yeah and i decided to let them go somewhere around eighth or ninth oh, really? grade it yeah took like a week to learn well it was it's it's the scars that last a lifetime oh the emotional <laughs> scars was the hardest part you know when you're life. like oh there's that cute girl down the street i'm gonna ride my rollerblades past her uh-huh. and then all of a sudden you hit you know the slightest of pebbles and blah, 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 <laughs> smash <laughs> that was as that you, was me <laughs> as you tried to and, and even before you even before you trip you're, you're like going in like bow leg like oh yeah hey <laughs> Hey, Cindy. Whoa. And then there's that leaf in the middle of the road and tumble away you do. Oh, a, a slight breeze pushed me over. <laughs> so in turn, I gave up any uh, ev- any and all uh, slightly gay activities yeah. Razor um, scooters, from, though, from 14 Woo. year old and on. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, Razor scooters jumped on the scene in like I 2000. Owned, I myself never owned one. I had never wanted to. I just remember like that specific Christmas mm-hmm. riding or driving. I was driving yeah. a man um, <laughs> around my neighborhood and like every single child owned one. Yeah. And I was like, well, these seem like cheap pieces of shit because yeah. they were just like aluminum little pieces of crap for eight year olds. Mm-hmm. And so uh, here we are 18 years later and I bought myself one. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> because... But you do it to go riding with your daughter, right? Well, 
when your daughter has various modes of transportation yeah. to get herself around and she can't go around by herself because of the constant stranger um, danger, stranger yeah. danger and, and, um, you know, those things that they sell children into, mm-hmm. uh, we're, shops. Ma- we're making, we're turning our children into weaklings. Yes. Continue. So, <laughs> so it's very boring to just walk and follow them around. Yeah. And then she's like, let's race. And so then you end up running and then you end up really tired. Yeah. And you're just like, this kind of sucks. Well, hold on. Let me get my car. And I'm like, I'm not going to go buy a bike because no. I'm not six. I would, what I, I'd need to buy a new bike. I'm <laughs> what 33. I am going to buy, though, <laughs> is a man-sized scooter. Yeah. And I will ride the hell out of that because I would hop on her little tiny one yeah. and just, like, you know, go down a hill. Yeah. And I was like, this is this kind is of fun. <laughs> <laughs> if only they made them in sizes for men. Yeah. And it turns me, out sir, they do. do you have this in size eight or up? <laughs> <laughs> Age eight and less than 220 See, pounds yep. as the rules. <laughs> so I opted for that. And yeah, we went and rode around her school parking lot. And next step is going down to the little skate park down the street. Nice. I can pay my $3 and get my skate on. And you go, have to pay to go into the well, skate park? Well, th- that's how they keep out the riffraff. What? It's $3 for a day or if you're a resident... Of which I am. Yeah. You pay $10 and you get in free for the whole year. Or you get in for the rest of the year. It's riffraff, For man. a year. It's riffraff. And now... So there's you, an attendant at the... There is a city service worker. Wow. To either arrest you if you try to break in, <laughs> shoot you on sight. Yes, I hope or so. Or just take your 10 bucks and you can get your skate on. Yeah. I really hope that there's like shootings going on that to, to keep out the riffraff. They gotta protect our children. There used to be, yeah, back when the riffraff. Were <laughs> now, thanks to guns, yeah, riffraff are gone. Good, good guys with a gun. Good guys with a gun. <laughs> Disgruntled city workers <laughs> who hang out at skate parks all day long. Twelve dollars an hour. <laughs> he sits there from eight a.m. to eight p.m. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. And but no, no one's, that's and no one's be... been buying the yearly pass. So his, his salary is gone. I know. So that's what that's what my life is now. Nice. I'm gonna ride around with my six year old on a scooter until you turn forty, and it's your midlife crisis. Is that your midlife crisis, or is that like forty five, fifty? I have no idea. I Some of we'll, us would say I hit it many years ago. I guess we'll find out whenever you buy that sports car and the leave, day your, leave your wife for like a twenty one year old. Was June of twenty twelve when we started this podcast? That's true. That was the beginning of the demise. Ah. <laughs> I was hitting my quarter life crisis. Of it. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, so, other than that, I went to the movie theater. Mm-hmm. I saw the Adams family. You literally just came back twenty-two minutes ago. It was an interesting time when you look at how movie theaters have evolved over the course of one's middle-aged life. Yeah, <laughs> soon to be middle-aged life. They used to be places where you know men in trench coats would go to jerk off, and, right? In peace and quiet, and then. They turned into places where you would go and you were lucky to not find the sticky seat. Yeah. And you're like, oh, good. This one's at least dry. Oh, no, it didn't move. movement. It didn't move. Oh, really? They didn't have the the, the ones on hinges? No. They were just stationary. Oh, okay. And you would stare at a blank screen. It was a folding chair. (laughs) You would stare at a blank screen Uh before the movie started and conversate with the people around you about the day's events. Uh What movies you wanted to see. What movie. The weather. Yeah. And then some some time goes by and here I am pressing a button and, and reclining in a seat. Well, a little swivel tray holds my my popcorn on it, uh-huh. and a young man in a Your bow tie. Seven pound bag of popcorn. My a young man in a bow tie hands me a menu, mm-hmm. saying, "What can we get for you, sir? Mm-hmm. Sir, <laughs> what 
Would you like a craft brew with a with a burger? <laughs> yes, because that's that's what movie theaters need: drunk people. Do you want regular fries or garlic fries with that burger, sir? That'll be eighteen ninety five. You know, and like, I mean, like I didn't order the food, but like it was bizarre. You know, you could sit there and eat an entire meal while you watch a movie. <laughs> as a fan of the art form of film, you know, I, I like movies a little bit more than you. I go to the movies a, lot, a, little, a little bit more than you do. And you know, when you see a movie and that you're like super invested in, and like it's at that part at the end of the second act yes. when it's really tense, yes, and you don't know if the protagonist is going to is going to overcome this this intense obstacle that he's been overcoming for an right. hour and a half at the po- at this moment. Right. You know what I really want to hear? Do you want the chicken or the grilled cheese? Oh my god. <laughs> and then drunk people. No, don't go in there. I need a refill. Oh fuck you. So that's what this theater has become. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And it just was interesting as my I, as they were showing like commercials for the theater on the screen over and over and over again with mm-hmm. like you know high def shots of food being poured and <laughs> like French fries gold, like cooking and things grilling mm-hmm. and my daughter is like this is really boring why do they keep playing the same thing over and over again and then I said you know what <sighs> and then she looked at me and she was like Daddy did they used to do this when you watch movies as a kid and I said no daughter we used to just sit. In silence and stare at a blank screen and wait for the movie to start. (laughs) Did we know what time it was? No, No. we didn't have cell phones or watches on. (laughs) We had to guess. Like, I think we have 10 more minutes. The sundials we had on our (laughs) wrists didn't tell us what it was because we were indoors. It was just one solitary light hanging over the theater. (laughs) Yeah. Just making it even more creepy. When you live in Highland, California, the screen has like a little tear at the side. (laughs) And then magically, the movie would start. Yeah. And somehow you would be satisfied by the end of it. Mm -hmm. And you would know that that you were satisfied because you only paid like $4 for a movie yeah, and you felt great. It's like, Oh good. I, 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 I'm, I'm comfortable having an opinion because the money that I spent was negligible. Now, now you're like 1950 a ticket during the day. And for a family of three to four, that's a yeah. hundred bucks right there. You yeah. just spent at the movie theater. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so you have like, so, you know, I'm pretty sure sh- that movie, like in your head, like the back of your head, like, Oh, this is the shittiest movie I've ever seen. But it's like, Wow, it was great. <laughs> $100 of family time. Exactly. That's why Netflix is just the way to go. I I've guess. been advocating for day and date streaming at home for, yes. for movies, like, since forever. You won't stop advocating for it. I it's won't all stop over adv- my wall. Yeah. Adam, help me av- navigate, advocate. <laughs> signed my, signed my change.org petition, Adam. <laughs> I've signed it so many times. I'm the only one. Well, anyway, happy birthday. I hope Thank you did you. at least have oh, a man. good time. So I'm going to still call myself a young adult. You're good. For a little while longer. It's all in your head, dude. I can't, I, I can't get away with I that. I think until year. you start, uh, until you can apply for social security, <laughs> We're never getting it anyway. But anyway, until you can like at least apply for it, you're a young man. That's sixty five, sixty seven, something like that. Yeah, sixty seven for our age group. Yeah. So we're not getting a penny. <laughs> our generation's fucked. <laughs> We're getting closer, Mike. Yeah, ever so closer. Uh-huh. And you know who may not live that long to see that social security check? You and I. The Menzingers. Why is that? There's a lot of alcohol being consumed by I their poor, so. poor. Livers. Guys, guess what we're doing today? Something we haven't done since January? 2018. 
We've done it. Well, we did We did one for MO. 2019. <laughs> Remember then? Yeah. That was so long ago. <laughs> but, uh, you know, based... You, know, you guys have read the title of this episode, but we're going to do a track-by-track track, uh, review of Hello, Exile uh, by the Menzingers. You don't want to call it Middle-Aged Problems and just see what comes up? <laughs> Middle-Aged Problems by the Menzingers. <laughs> uh, this is the follow-up to both of our number one albums of 2017. Yes. Uh, we're, we were really looking forward to this one, so... So find out what our thoughts are in a few minutes. Uh, but we not got... both of our number one songs of 2017. Right? No. You're still sticking with Shelly? Goddamn Shelley? right. Because somebody's mom died, right? I, something like that. Okay. I don't remember. you got to read the lyrics again. You'll have to listen to one of those skinny seconds to find yeah. out whose mother died. But <laughs> coming to, the, it, to a podcast near you. The answer will or will not surprise The answer won't shock you at all, but it will shock me because I have a very, very short-term memory. <laughs> um, so, let, I mean, we don't need to say much more about the Menzingers. We discovered them at the ripe age of 2015, mm-hmm. opening for Taking Back Sunday and Let Live. Yes. Before we went to a show, we were literally blown by them right away. Yeah. It was great. And we were blown off by their management team because we requested an interview. And Thank they're like, you, Epitaph. No. <laughs> they said, we cannot... We cannot accommodate your request at this time. We tried, at least. And that, that was, was fine. Well, we wanted to print that out and put that on our wall of shame. <laughs> wall of shame. Um, great opening set that they did. Yeah. They it was opened. a long set in hindsight. Yeah. Well, it was just three bands. So. And they, they played a lot of songs, it seemed, that night. Mm-hmm. And now this will all culminate with Mike and I going... Mm-hmm. To a headlining show on November twelfth, the Menzingers. You're gonna come to uh, my favorite venue, the Glass House. We haven't been for a long time. No, it's been a while since 2015. Since you, that's when you and I went. Was the last time the Amity Affliction show? I for you and me, yes. Last time I went there, oh, that's right. You saw was, lights there. Well, I saw. Uh, no, not the Horizon Line. They they play next door. But I I saw lights there. Yeah, in 2017. Yeah. So we'll check them out. And so yeah, we 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 embraced their catalog. Yeah, and we were very much looking forward. A to band that's this quickly album. that quickly rose up to one of our favorite bands uh, of the current generation of bands. Yes. Uh, but before we get to that, we yes. got a couple of album announcements. I'm really excited about. Friend of the show. We're gonna put an intero bang on there. <laughs> literal, literal. Friend of the show. Well, he's talked to us. I don't know if he remembers us. But Corey Wells finally has his, uh, I guess we can call it his debut album, because the rest of his music has been wiped from existence. Right. And it's all been just EPs. Yeah. Anyway. And this, this is, is his, his uh, yeah, this is his first, uh, I guess this is his introduction to the world. Uh, I forget what the name of the album is, but it's coming out on November 15th. Is he on Hopeless Records? Is that what it is? Or he Fearless? Is, or no. It's Limitless. What's one of those list ones? Solid it's a good state. one. Not solid state. <laughs> uh, oh, uh, it's a good one. Victory. No, I can't. Victory's no, no victory's oh, gone. Oh, yeah, victory's gone. Yeah. I have no idea anymore. But I'll find out thanks to Amazon Music. That's right. <laughs> Amazon Music for all your music needing needs. Adam is slowly replacing <laughs> me. You know what they tell you in there? Hmm. The name of the of, of, of the record label. Oh, they do? They do. Oh, like when you download it or whatever? When you scroll down to uh, right next to the last track. Pure Noise. It says Pure Pure Noise by Corey Wells. Pure Noise presents... Pure Noise by Corey Wells. Yeah. So it's going to... That album's going to be coming out like right at the end of um, basically... That's the cutoff point for us for when we do our year-end discussions. And it's going to be hard to kind of squeeze it in because, you know, we we have a process. We will do it. 
We but, have to do it. But uh, coming up really quick, this band has been teasing everybody on social media for a long, long time. Um, Lynn Gunn would post pictures on the Paris Instagram or Paris Facebook, whatever it is, or Twitter. Mm. It'd be like it'd be a picture of the three of them, mm. and like this is us eating pizza. <laughs> this is not a picture of this is not a picture of or it's not a photo of our new EP. Ah, she would do that like literally every other day. This is a photo of us like on our bus. <laughs> this is not a photo of our new EP. <laughs> so finally, this past finally. Friday, they finally posted the album art for their new EP coming out um, very quickly in October twenty fifth. Dang. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I'm ready. Then I got to listen to me some 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 almost, mm-hmm. and I'm that's coming up to, yeah, next week. I got to listen to me some bad omens, ah, and and some Billie Eilish, ah, and some Water Parks, ah, and some some Devil Wears Prada. Man, we've been listening to so much stuff. Call them T Dwip, Dwip. Watch me twip. Apparently, watch Mike, me nay nay. Mike is enjoying T Dwip. Uh, we'll, talk, we'll talk about it a little bit later. I just started it today. Listen one, and I was like, I can listen to this. Yeah. Unlike several of their previous <laughs> releases, this, this ain't your daddy's eight eighteen. <laughs> it's it, there's no way it'll ever be Dead Throne, but no, it, it's okay. Dead Throne is quite the album, but you know this is the new T Dwip. T Dwip. Um, so I, I, I think that'll round me out for the year. Yeah. Do I need to listen to that first Billie Eilish EP to get? I guess an we should, huh? Yeah. Well, we'll talk about more Billie Eilish. We'll talk about Billie and her Eilishes uh, a little bit later. <laughs> but uh, for now, I guess this is a good time to get into the Menzingas, and uh, this is their sixth album. I want to say yes. Yeah, album number six. So, what, what was your expectations going into this? Did you try to temper them? <sighs> I tried mightily. Okay. Of course, you and. Our, our our legions of fans mm-hmm. legions. did not shut up about how great the <laughs> opening singles were. Yes. So, of course, I, listened I tried to... to dissuade them with, as much as I could. Yeah, so it's... I listened to two of the three singles they released uh, prior. The first one was Anna. Then they released America, You're Freaking Me Out, like a couple weeks later. And yes. then Strangers Forever, which I abstained from listening to until the album came out. Okay. Both of those, I mean, we got to admit, great songs, right? Great songs. Great songs. Cool. Great songs. And I think if I stretch my brain enough, mm-hmm. I can sense the theme mm. of this album. Okay, well, we'll know, talk, we could talk a little bit about themes when we get to the, when we start the songs, but because it's there, yeah. And when you look at where Tom's songs are placed, yeah, they're interesting transitions, mm-hmm. like every fourth song or so. But before I start playing anyway. track one, shout just a little quick shout out to uh, on the Impossible Pod. Uh, they released their third episode of their podcast. Uh, Join that For podcast. Obituary. Yeah. Yes. Good. Keep up the good work. Yeah. If you don't and know, it's a deep dive into each of the songs on all the pos- on the impossible past. It's a, I wish we thought of that. <laughs> we should have. Oh. We should have stole that. <laughs> and I was uh, listening to it going into Rite Aid to buy my weekly box of candy. Yeah. And maybe a soda. And the way overly friendly gentleman that I've seen numerous times now at this right aid was like, what you listen to this today? And I said, I'm listening to a podcast. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, what's it about? And I'm like, oh, it's just this, <laughs> this, this chick from the East Coast who is doing like a podcast about an album that we, we like a lot. Uh-huh. And he's like, what's the album? And I'm like, oh, fuck. Oh, man, we're going to have a conversation. On the Impossible now. Past by the Menzingers. And he was just like, 
I think I've heard of them. No, you haven't. And I said, have a nice day, sir. And I left. (laughs) You cut that shit off. I left. And I am yet to go back until the following week. So now you're never going back to that Rite Aid. I've only been back like twice since then to buy more candy. You're going like incognito with like sunglasses and and a hat like... So what you do is you got to make sure that you you don't you don't have headphones on so you don't you don't spark conversation. I know. I mean, what else is he gonna say? Like, like, huh? That's what I was expecting. Enjoy that, okay? And enjoy. And he always like he always points out that I'm buying candy, and he's like, "Breakfast of champions." And it's kind of a douche. Why don't you go? You should you should figure out what his schedule is and like just go when he's he's always there. I'm pretty sure he lives there. Oh man, this is this is his full time job. He makes eighteen dollars an hour. I'm oh, sure. Oh no, if that. But anyway, America, I love you, America. Of this man, Amer- I love you, but you're freaking me out. This is uh, the opening track of this album. Uh, I mean, thematically speaking, this song is very different, but I think it's just kind of like a one off song that I think they felt like they needed to write. It's pretty. Wouldn't you agree? Yes. Yeah. It's a good opener, though. This album took a long, long time to grow on me. Okay, it did. I didn't fall in love with this album at first listen, no. like I did with the uh, um, after the party. Right. After the party was instantaneous, and like I was able to close my eyes and listen to it, and and it whisked me away to all these wonderful stories. To a simpler time. Yeah. And this one will whisk you away to a lot of darkness. It does. Yes. And Starting with uh, this track. I mean, it's not overly dark. And what I like about this track is that it's not overly preachy, too. It's that Whenever you're talking about political matters, it's very easy to just sway right. the listener towards your own I- ideological beliefs. Right. But this one is like just literally like, I'm a little freaked out about what's going on in the state of our country and everyone's arguing, you know? I did not watch the video to this, but I saw a picture of an alien sitting in the backseat of a car. Yes. And I so think the, that the might video be is the alien taking uh, hitchhiking across America. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, this song, like, I can, I can dig it. I like it. I like this song a lot. It's a good opener. sets sets the mo- sets the mood at least. Doesn't now, set the thematic tones, but mood wise, it's set. It's a, it's a good. I mean, of course, we've discussed the nostalgia core of this band. Maybe we'll talk about more in future tracks. But do we do I do we feel like it was too? Nostalgia core, like to the point one? where you're like, why did we? We didn't have to write about the same thing. Yeah, that's my issue with uh, um, Hello Exile. It seems like they're going back to the well of, hey guys, remember our twenties? Uh, remember, re- you know, now we're old men in our thirties. Ooh, ew, gross. Now we have new challenges ahead. Ew, ew. wrinkled penises. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I felt like this was kind of a continuation, thematic wise. Of but if I could put party, if I could put some of that aside, yeah, I ended up enjoying the album a lot more. I do overall. On. I do like this album a lot. Okay, uh, I, I, I'm on. I do have like my ten albums already in my head of like where I can shuffle these around as my top tens. And so far, like, you know, two weeks in after this album's come out, like, Hello Exile is kind of on the edge of there, so... Technically, it's only one week. That's right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, but, uh, yeah, so I'm, like I said, haven't fallen head over heels for this album yet, but, uh... Feel, it's, it, it, it will grow on you, though. I, I think so. I've only mm-hmm. grown to like it more and more yes, and more and listen to it. Good. Not like picking at the flaws and yeah, that kind of thing. Have you done a deep dive of any of the lyrics yet? I did. Did oh, you? Good. 
Yeah, I have too. Yeah, like that which, really gave me a different perspective. Yeah, which helped you uh, enjoy this album. A yes, lot. this is track two, Anna. Uh, this is the the lead single off of the album, and wow, what a good song this is. Ah. <laughs> Where'd you come from? She snuck in. She slithered in. <laughs> Did you get a card? It just says I love you. Oh, okay. Thank you, Nara. So, this. Probably the best song on the album, I think. It sounds like Menzies. It's it's very Menzies, yeah. And the song isn't really about anything. It's just kind I of. I feel like it can be the beginning of something. The beginning of you know. It, it. I don't think it takes some like leaps and bounds where he's going in this album. No. But this, of course, is like the beginning of realizing that the relationship is not gonna work out sure but he's still like it's gonna be all right baby you're gonna come back yeah. and we're gonna make it all okay yeah like we, and all keep following your dreams and i'll always be here all the song is like hey remember when we moved in together right and now you're away and now but you, I'll, be, got, I'll still be here you got that promotion and you travel all the yeah. time and it's okay i'll just chill here and wait for you babe and we're gonna make it work my stand-up <laughs> comedy career is gonna <laughs> boom baby and i'll be joining you <laughs> in your travels one right. day so it's like there's an innocence to this song. There is, though it's like got some heavy undertones. As, yeah, as of course implications that go you on. don't get until later in mm-hmm. the album. Yeah, but oh, but I mean the hook hook wise, it's just, this is the song that like I remember most from maybe because I've been listening to this song mm. for like two months. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, and I'm so I'm glad I did not listen to it until oh, okay. <laughs> last Friday when it came out. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, it's not my favorite song. We'll get to that oh, a little later. Okay, yeah. but I do like it. I, I do love the simplicity of the song. I like how. There is like notes of heavy and darkness underneath, and but it's not overt and it's not hitting you over the head of like right. like be sad now like that comes later, <laughs> but uh, but but I like you said the innocence yeah that's right. a good way to put it that's an interesting thing. Uh, let's go to track three then. High school friend. Tonally, it's like the exact same tempo. Of, it is of, of uh, so it kind of like Anna bleeds into the song really well too. So this is more of a like loneliness mm-hmm. song but also lamenting about the past with the friend oh have, have the Menzingers ever done that before? I've, a couple of times <laughs> you might be surprised when you go back to the previous albums <laughs> um, but that's what this one feels like this is the beginning of a descent mm. right? a personal descent? a personal descent sure. into things aren't going to be there's a so lot pretty. of existential crises going mm. on in this one maybe, maybe more no not more so than after the party we're going to bring up After the Party a lot, I think. It's hard to compare. It's like, I really wanted to keep After the Party out of the... It's Yeah, it's hard to. Because for one, it, like, it wasn't even that long ago. Right. It's only and two years. Two and a half years. Really. I think After the Party is like an accidental masterpiece. Um, yes. You know, I don't think we were expecting to like it as much as we ended up do- we ended up liking it. I don't. Yeah, I don't. We were not like looking super duper forward to it because no. Rented World was like, oh, Rented World. Yeah. Like, okay, cool, they're gonna make another like, decent that band album. Who opened for uh, for Let Live yeah. and Take Back Sunday? Yeah. Rented World's great. My number two album, twenty four. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. But yeah, but but after after the party, there's no way that we can't like compare it now as much as right. we don't want to. I know, and I know they probably know that to some extent too. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's where the song was just like it, it's it's a little bit more in your face. Mm-hmm. It's not there's not like undertones. No, it's yeah. nostalgic or, but it's also like again, drifting off into some sort of like loneliness, 
Yeah, sadness, just kind of like, re- like do insanity I in a way. Yeah, I don't really have the the social circle <clears throat> that I have nowadays. Right. Like, and just kind of lamenting about that again. And with Anna not being there, of course. Yeah, and Anna's she's gone. Still Anna's there. gone too. She's yeah. not, she's gone. Maybe forever. Yeah, we're not going to bring up Anna again. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think he will. <laughs> and the, all the Philadelphia stuff, you know, mm-hmm. we we don't get that. Well, we can it, we can believe that Pennsylvania's this kind of city, yeah, this kind of state. I we just, don't. We I just it. imagine like Philly is just a cleaner version of like New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've been I've driven through Philadelphia, and yeah. besides all the homeless people, it seemed like a lot cleaner than Jersey. <laughs> but that was just because we got a hotel in the cheapest part of town. <laughs> my dad said that uh, he, 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 my dad hates Philly, and the reason for that is that. Once he went in the Navy, he was in Philadelphia to watch the Phillies game, mm. and it was around Easter time. Mm. And uh, so, before the game started, they uh, had some kids come up to look for Easter eggs on the field. Oh, yes, you told me the story. And then, uh, so you know, they counted. They went through each kid and counted the, 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 the eggs that they caught. One girl caught nothing, and the Philly fans booed her. <laughs> <laughs> so now my dad hates Philly. <laughs> I mean, it sums up a lot if you now, think about so it. So now, after the party in Hello Exile. <laughs> And the Philadelphia Eagles winning the Super Bowl and destroying the city. I yeah. mean, it's like, it's all there. Yeah, there you go. And so, you know, people like this are going to be part of this scene. Yeah. And it's it's, it's just one of those songs. Yeah. Uh-huh. But it's also, there's a loneliness there. Yeah, there is. It's, and, yeah, it's, it's, it's a good little lonely song, and it's... As a, and musically, it's, it's pretty catchy, too. It's, it's, it says, lonely as that girl felt on yeah. the Philadelphia Phillies baseball field. <laughs> and that was back when it was just carpeting on top of cement. There you go. <laughs> track four, Last you, to Mike Know. Schmidt. <laughs> well, track four is Last to Know. Now, this is an interesting song to put at track four. Yeah, it is. Because, like, lyrically, it's dark AF. It is. And it's hitting you right. Oh, my God. <laughs> right with these little bit of upbeat bit. Just the uh, first ditties. words, Jesus Christ be damned. Yeah. <laughs> I killed another man. Yep. <laughs> like, when when have we talked about murder? Skip. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to like this song. <laughs> so, I think, even though it was, like, completely different mm-hmm. of a type of song for the Menzingers, I still felt it worked. <laughs> it, it is, yeah. And there's no bombast to it either. There's no, like... There's no hook factor either right. for this song either. It's just kind of a straightforward um, storytelling type of song, and it feels like a rock bottom kind of descent mm-hmm. from where right he there was in coming from in, in in high school friend. Mm-hmm. That was more but of also like... in after the party, the story is told non linearly as well, and I think that works really, really, really well for um, for at least the story that they're telling for that. Mm-hmm. This one though, the non linearity. There's, it's, it seems a little out of place, and I'm not, I don't, I'm not sure what that is. I'll explain my theory as we keep moving. Okay. <laughs> Please do, because I'm still kind of processing my thoughts on this album. Okay, okay. Yeah. I can't say I'm right. No, I, I want to hear your theories. Yeah, I've only been to... working on this for like, I don't know, six hours or so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, like, this song doesn't have like a huge hook in it or anything no. like that. It's not super catchy. It, it but... kind of feels like a transition track, right? Yeah, but it's like four and a half minutes long. Yeah. So. But I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Like I, I couldn't understand yeah. why, and I think in it was the context the of the record. It works uh, because it is just kind of filling in the gap between this, and then we go boom right into "Strangers Forever," which is right. another bombastic Whew. song with a nice hook. Yes, you know. So let's go to "Strangers" t- track five right now. Actually, "Strangers Forever." This is our third single. Another song that I really, really enjoy, and I'm 
kind of glad that I didn't listen to it when it first came out. Me too. Yeah. Because boy, does this song hit me in a good this way. This song is. I like, can. I can. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. So like, Anna is probably my favorite song right now. But this okay. is this is the song that I relate to the most when I think about like my bad relationships and oh my God. all the times that I was lonely and I was like, oh fuck. Yeah. And see, I I made a connection over other. I mean, yes, it's it's a bad relationship kind yeah. of thing, but also like you know potentially having certain crushes on certain people mm-hmm. that you never pursue mm-hmm. and and they kind of like fester into and your they mind fester and, into your brain yeah. but maybe it's better if we just stay strangers forever yeah. rather than pursuing anything yeah because it's not going to ever happen oh it, it, it oh yeah me. there's there's lots in the way that the song is written to you can kind of fit it into different kind of narratives yes. you know so i'm kind of at least for the story of the album and my own personal past yes. like it's it's about a bad relationship and it's about like let's just pretend this never happened you know because like do it because if i just keep lingering on to this and so, i'm just going to keep wanting to pursue it again so that's where tom's track was like a rock bottom and mm-hmm. this is the like fuck you i'm done with this shit yeah track yeah <laughs> so it's like I'm, are you sensing the line a little Here bit track yeah. five okay. yeah <laughs> <laughs> so i mean we're gonna have an ebb yeah. And then we're going to have a flow again. <laughs> and that's, uh, yeah, Menzingers have been doing that really well, too, like, ever since On the Impossible Pass. Like, they've yes. been, their their storytelling has gotten so much better over since their career. And, you know, even even um, Rented World had that to to an extent. Mm-hmm. It, 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 the tracks were laid out in a way where they told a story and they want you to feel something at a certain point only to bring you back up or bring you back down right. for the next track. This is it right here. <laughs> this is this is this is the this is another rock bottom moment. And then like you feel kind of weird because like wow I'm singing along the song. I know the song's great. Strangers forever. <laughs> Why am I crying on the inside? <laughs> <laughs> and they're gonna play this song live. I know it. Oh, yeah, I know. It's a single, so they're gonna play it live. And like I'm gonna try not to cry because this I think song it, hurts me. And it's only two choruses, right? Oh yeah, it's, it's a pretty good song. It's, it's three hundred one after the party structure to it. Yeah. Rather than having like the extended pre-chorus, and I just love the way that their guitars just dueling in this one. Mm-hmm. Really good. Uh, they, uh, my my fear is that like they chose already all the good songs as the singles, and because uh, you know for after the party, after the party ended up being like my favorite song, which right. ended up becoming a single right but, later on. But like one of my yeah, that's, I think it's kind of my thing with this album. Uh, track six is Hello Exile. Um, but one of the things about this album is that, like, after the singles, there are no, there aren't those like hidden gems, I guess. We'll talk more. Does that make sense? We'll talk more. Okay. There's track a little six track. Is, <laughs> There's a little track maybe later on that I might discuss some more. Detail. Okay. Cool. Cool. Now this is the. We're going back down. Down at the like I already had my pissed off moment. Yeah. Over letting you go for yeah. good. Alienated, pretty much. All of my loved ones. Now I'm just on my island of Elba in the Poconos. This dog stinks. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, this I, I, I go back and forth on whether this song is good or not. Mm-hmm. But I think, ultimately, I enjoy it. You know, when you think of Menzingers and title tracks, this yes. one kind of doesn't <laughs> uh, stack up there with the rest of them. Right? Well, of course not. Yeah. But it's it feels very... Like I'm accepting this. Mm-hmm. Hello, I mean, literally, hello, exile. Exactly. Yeah. Like, obviously, I'll never be loved. I'll never love again. Yeah. Fuck you, world. 
We've all live on an island by myself. We've all been there. Right. And the, and what a perfect message too, right after uh, Strangers Forever too. Is he doing like a Roy Orbison impression here? I don't know who that is. Pretty woman walking down the street. No. <laughs> Could be, yeah. I love they 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 do a good job of like, you know, doing different types of uh you know, doing their voice in different uh cadences and different tones. Right. And I wonder if like deep in the Roy Orbison catalogue if like he has some awesome <laughs> tracks like the yeah. singer's tracks. A lot of people seem to like him. He's I only not, know Pretty Woman. He's not just a one hit wonder. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, so Overall, like as a song, I'm still not super in love with the song yet. But but the message, but in the message of the album, like mm-hmm. cool, I get it. I get why this is here. Yes. Track. Again, the the lyrics seem to help this one a lot. Oh more. yeah, you have to deep dive for this album to get a full appreciation of it. Track seven is Portland. I want to go to Portland one day. I've been. You been? It's you like grand. it? It's Cool. I recommend we all live there. I, in, in 2011, yeah. when I was there. <laughs> Not now, maybe. I don't know. Too corporate. Yeah. <laughs> it's been overhyped. Fred this Armisen song, overhyped it. This is the getting back together song. Okay. It is. Maybe. <laughs> I don't like this song, though. This I will say fine. Portland is a song that I will give a thumbs down to. Yeah. But it, again, but also tonally, here, here's, we're going back up again. Tonally. I like, I like some of that guitar work. The guitar work is fine. I kind of like the cadence here in the in the verse. Yeah, but other than that, the song. This is an not all right in, song. In, it's not kicking me in the nuts. Call it the rented world core. <laughs> <laughs> I do like the chorus, though. I do like the. Bring the part of me you love back. Bring the part of me you love. I love that chorus. Mm. This is them. They're getting back together. Yeah. We're, we're, make, we're gonna make it, girl. Yeah. Girl, just you and me, girl. And I promise, when girl. I get that gig, when my rap demo finally <laughs> makes it out there... You can finally quit working and raise all those babies we were talking about. Yeah, exactly. And I'm gonna stop drinking. <laughs> no, we'll get there later. Track 8, Strain Your Memory. One of the best tracks. It's a very good track. This I is like probably this my last favorite track of this album. I'm sorry to hear that. Mm. It's pretty damn good, though. It's good, yeah. This is classic Menzies. This is this is Menzingies at their impossible past. If, if there wasn't this track on this album, it would feel like a total loss. Mm, <laughs> Don't you think? Like they, they needed something like this. I'd say so, too. Yeah, you're right. Granted, the other singles are, are great for what they are. Yeah, the singles are great. But you needed, you needed more. You just needed more than just the three singles. <laughs> yeah, you and know it's what? It's not a single yet. You know what? I think you're right. This is the this is the hidden gem. This is the a hidden gem. Yeah. Again, I'm still trying to process this. Album. I know. I'm still trying to. It's one of those things where like you don't realize that you like elements of it until you're listening to it. Yeah. You know? well, what we do you sh- like most about this one? Um. Man. <clears throat> this one is like one of the more picturesque uh, songs on the album too, which I think a lot of the songs are lacking. This is the oh yeah the the visualization of them yeah traveling and doing all that stuff yeah. making love in the the Marietta oh yeah the Murrieta <laughs> Motel Six yep <laughs> um, but yeah like just just 
the two of them getting back together. They're like, mm-hmm. yes, we're going to make this work. It's great. The freaking maids at the hotel are asking us when we're going to get married. Yep. We're going to do this, girl. Oh. It's all about us, girl. What a good line girl. that is, too, dude. Oh, oh. Man. So it's just, it, it hits on all the Menzies levels you need. Mm-hmm. It's got the nostalgia core. It's got the hope core. It's got the... The, the Heartland punk shit. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, this is... This We've is, coined that term. <laughs> yeah, this is the this is the big bombastic, everyone's got their lighters up in the show. And, uh, <laughs> good. Yeah, this is a great song. Can you strain your memory back to and, and I love, like, in the chorus, too, you can, like, hear his voice breaking a little bit. Yes. And that really adds to, like, the emotional weight of the album. Or the song, at least. Oh, <laughs> it's... Looking at the lyrics, it's interesting the way that he made words fit. Mm-hmm. I don't, I, I can't remember exactly, but there's like elements of the chorus here. Fallon does like, that too. That's right, like, right. I, I, how did you, how did you weave that in there? <laughs> and it should, like, you're reading it and you're hearing the beat mm-hmm. of the drum, and you're like, that shouldn't fit. No, but you just squeeze it in there so effortlessly. Right. You madman. And there's certain elements that I was just like, ooh, I, I don't think that worked. Sure, but I can. I can gloss that over for yeah. what it is. It's it's one little it's it's a tiny little blemish on a on a really really good song. Track nine. I can't stop drinking. I think the song is depressing. <laughs> I don't like the song. This song's very long. It's, it's like five, five minutes. Ten. I think it's like I get it. It's finally a way for the girls to understand those guys that they can't get away from yeah they're just like if you just change that one thing boy I can fix him I'm gonna fix you but yeah. then again this is the song that's reminding them why they can't right because that is a personality defect <laughs> and that's part of them that's gonna take major therapy to fix but it's great we're so used to hearing songs about how terrible love is from the guy's perspective yeah this is flipping that <laughs> which is a great thing it's a, it, it turns that it turns that tired old trope on its head there you go you know I love that I don't like the song though but the song is kind of droll <sighs> not in a good way though not in a not in a uh, living ain't easy kind of way right you know? and this is again her being like what the fuck was I doing getting back with this mm-hmm. he's not gonna change no and he knows that I know what he's thinking whatever it is <laughs> yeah <laughs> he knows that I know that he knows what I'm thinking we're just delaying the inevitable <laughs> we're just point. delaying it yeah. We're shopping at ShopRite yep. <laughs> for milk and eggs. That's so depressing. Oh, God. <laughs> While my drunk-ass boyfriend sits in the car mm-hmm. at 10 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it, it just just let yeah. him go, man. Maybe, let him go. Maybe it's because like the imagery that this song invokes is so depressing, and, and, you, and you couple that with how down-tuned the guitars are, how, how slow the... The tempo is right. Maybe just all that put together is just a feel bad moment. <laughs> is that is that like kind of what makes you not like the song? Overall? I think so. It's like I know this song needs to be in the album. Of course, we're telling just, a story here. Yeah, I just don't. I don't care for it. Okay, it's just there's. Yeah, I, something I, something is just a little off on this song, and I can't perfectly verbalize what it is, but I think it's just it makes you feel bad. Like even though. It, I mean, there's no hook in it whatsoever. No. Just like track four. What right. Was it Last called? to know. But that, I mean, the lyrical imagery, I don't know, it's a little bit more undertoned. Sure. And this is just like a, oh, crap. <laughs> this kind of feels like a last track, too, especially with how long it is. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. 
But you know, but it's. I mean, you don't need to dig any deeper into the lyrics. It's like no, you, there's you no metaphor. It. It's just you're really telling this just, shitty story. It's just I'm an asshole, and you probably don't need to be with me, girl. Yeah. So the, la- the next three tracks, I'm gonna. <laughs> <laughs> I'm living it up. <laughs> uh, track ten, <laughs> Strawberry Mansion. This song is dope. Love this song. I have really, <laughs> really like this song a lot. I love that. Uh, I love. The, I love the intro to this song too. Mm-hmm. Good hook. It kind of goes along with Hello Exile because it's like back into yeah the void again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I don't give a shit about anybody else but anymore. This time I choose to be there. <laughs> this time it's not her fault. It's my choice. Like Hello Exile is kind of like oh fuck me I lost all my relationships. Right. Strawberry Mansion is like well fuck you I lost you, all my fuck you. you lost me. <laughs> I'm only 32. <laughs> I'm in the best shape of my life. I'm in the best beer gut of my life. <laughs> um, and yeah, like I, I really enjoyed getting into the lyrics of this song oh, yeah. quite a bit too. Dece- deceptively depressing too. I know. What I think the Menzingers does really good. It does seem weird to only have three Tom songs, right? They usually, yeah. they usually got at least four or five. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Maybe it's just because there's fewer tracks on the album. Could be. You know, I, I mean, maybe they just kind of... Every album cycle, they just kind of see who has like the better songs and just, they just roll with it. They don't strike me as like, like okay, you can have six, I right. have six. Yeah. Right. But that's why I feel like his are much more transitional in their... I love Maybe that, that bitters- bittersweet oblivion yeah. line. It's so cool right there. That's a great line, too. <laughs> Back to hell where we belong. This is like what I wish Green Day would sound like still, you know? Yeah, He's well, got that Billy Joe twang to him. Yeah, but they're still writing songs about, like, suburban anarchy. You know? No, they're not. They're they have that new album about... coming out in uh, January, February, I think it's called. Something okay. like Rise of the Motherfucker or whatever. Mm, I'll have to check that out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> suburban anarchy. I don't know what that's like. Er. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I wish that more Green Day songs sounded like this. Yeah. I don't like think the, they'll ever transition to like mid, Midwest-style punk. No. Nah, or to NorCal punk. Yeah. Great song. Yeah. So, yeah. The, the next three tracks just are, are sailing off into like, mm-hmm. all right, fuck you all. I'm back <laughs> I'm back on the off the wagon again. Hello, Exile, if one were to say. Yes. Track 11, London Drugs. Best song of the ah, year. Ooh. I fucking love this song so much. Oh, okay. This is this is this Goo is really Dolls, good. Nineteen ninety three. If you listen to Superstar Car Wash, you'll hear this song. I'll get there soon. Yeah. Yeah. This there's there's nothing that can be wrong about this. This has the right amount of choruses for a great song. Yeah. <laughs> and it's got this hook. It's got this pre-chorus here. And it just always works out mm-hmm. well. And it's it's just again the slow descent, ba- or self-destruction, the, the fast descent back into self-destruction mm-hmm. again. I'll take it. I'll yeah. take this. Perfect anytime. song to to follow Strawberry Mansion as well. Yeah. Like if this song was right after Hello Exile, I don't no. think like like you you'd feel like okay, there's something missing in the right. story really quick. Like you can't go from here to this self-destruction point. There, there's right. there's more story to tell. So this is perfect to put right here to track eleven. It's fucking dope. Yeah, it's a good I'm just song. like I'm sitting here listening to it. I'm like, I don't think I've heard anything that makes me feel like this mm-hmm. for the whole year. Mm. This might be my number one song of the year. Nice. I'm not sure yet, but for you, it's just a 
I really like the song. Yes, yeah. <laughs> not my number one song of the right. year, or of but, this album, but still, or of this album, sure, yeah. But I do love, I do like, again, what the Menzingers do—deceptively depressing songs. And it's just like, I love the, I love the imagery of like playing the song live, having everybody with smiles on their face, but it's, just, but it's like the most depressing lyrics, and everyone's something I don't want to do. Exactly. Oh, <laughs> I was like, please play this live. Yeah, I will be the happiest. All they gotta do, the happiest boy. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and like I said, it 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 cl- clicks into my nostalgia core mm-hmm. in my brain because it's got that Goo Goo Dolls hook. Yeah. In it, and I'm like, fuck, like yeah, stop a, doing that. <laughs> there's a lot of like different musical inspirations that you can tell that they pull from, mm-hmm. and I guess here's Goo Goo Dolls for you. Nineties Goo Goo Dolls. It's good stuff, man. I hope you get into it someday. I will, yes. <laughs> I will be downloading them very soon, and okay. then I'll get into them pretty much shortly after our yearly discussion. And like I said, the right number of choruses yeah. on a great song. That's what After the Party was missing was that big third chorus. <gasps> How dare you, sir. I needed it. I How needed, dare you? I need a third chorus there. <laughs> but it left me wanting more. This song doesn't leave me wanting more. And I think it's a great transition into the final Doesn't track. After the party, have that silent chorus though. They just, they do the musical chorus. They just went no. Nope, it just goes and then it fades out. Oh, and I'm always right, just yeah. like, it's already four and a half minutes, but we could use another <laughs> chorus, right? <laughs> sure. So, I think this one was perfect. It's a it's a great song. That's going to lead us into the final song, track twelve, farewell youth. Which I thought we did this already last album cycle, but. We got. We, we're doing but this it's one. It's two years later. Now he's, now he's remembering what he threw away. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> I'm definitely not a young man anymore. It's time to grow up. Right. It's time to move past these self-destructive behaviors, these toxic relationships, this toxic behavior. And this, these lyrics are pretty awesome. They are. Yes. But oh as a God. final track, though, I think it's perfect as a. You final think so? Track. Yeah. Mm. I really do. I don't know if you think. Can't stop drinking would be better, but this has like I the, don't it, think this has that chorus that tells you the album's done. It and hmm. you've been on a journey for the last forty-five minutes. I can't think. I'm looking at the track listing right now. I can't think of another song that would be better in this place. But for some reason, like something's not clicking with this for me as like the the goodbye of this album. You know. I, for me, it, it just works out great. It mm. reminds me, like it tells you, like it, it, we're done. He's yeah. saying farewell. It's there's like a, a, an ending at this point, mm. and tonally though, I think it kind of fades away pretty pretty well. You know, it's just a story about like I never really got to act like a kid because I was too busy right. hanging out with people who were getting older up than in me. Basements, and yeah, shit like that. Hanging out with high, my high school friend, and I never really got to do kid stuff because right. everyone I hung out with was much older than me, so I had to act there. And now that I'm older, we get back together, yeah, and it's awkward yeah. until we start drinking, and then everything kind of winds down again, pretty much. And then in the fucking final, in the bridge, he throws in like, oh, by the way, you know, we're at a fucking funeral right now. Yeah. <laughs> And it's like, oh my god, okay. <laughs> so that's where drop this bombshell. <laughs> it starts to kind of come full circle. Yeah. Where you're like, well, even though there's so many elements, when I listen to this, that I'm like, this could have been better. Yeah, this could have been better. They could have tweaked a couple of things mm-hmm. here and there to make it incredible. And I don't. And I, it's still and, good. Enough. And I feel bad because I don't know if it's fair, but like, 
after the party had that one-two punch of mm-hmm. after the party and living ain't easy. Right. The perfect ending and epilogue to that right. perfect album. This one I think doesn't have that. Yeah. It doesn't have that perfect ending that's like that leaves you wanting more. Leaves you wanting to hit play right right when well, this album ends. You know? Right, because they're on their sixth album. Yeah. And now they're gonna retire. Oh, don't do that, man. <laughs> That's why it's farewell, youth. Yeah. Farewell to the last decade of albums we've been doing. Pretty much, yeah. Um, I mean, in a good way, it's closing out the decade. It is. Some of us have grown up quite a bit in the last decade. All of us. I don't have, know about yeah. you, but I think I <laughs> Some of us have changed as people. I don't know. Hey, you know maybe we, we both did ten ep- nine episodes of a really good series, and we both learned a lot about each other and learned about a lot of ourselves. You know, reflection is good. So... I can I can relate with this. Yeah, it's not there's, like there's relatable stuff in here too. You know, maybe more so you than, than 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 me. But you know, I didn't have a lot of friends growing up, so I don't really have that personal connection of all these like, oh, let's all get together and do crazy kid stuff. Because like, I never had that when I was a kid. Right. But uh, I enjoyed his loneliness. I tried to kill myself at age thirteen. <laughs> <Just>. <laughs> I dropped that bombshell in this up in this in this review. Yes, I did. <laughs> but uh, yeah. But as a, as an album, though, what are your final thoughts on Hello, Exile? It's not going to make my top 100 mm. because of those two tracks. Okay. It's a 10 out of 12. Okay. But I say it is a top good... Top 10 worthy, though, for good this year. Good to great follow-up to After the Party. Yeah. If I have to compare it to like one of the best albums ever. Yes. It is a, a, a decent follow-up to one of my favorite records of all time. Yes. Yeah. And like I said, there would be these little tweaks that I'd be like, oh man, if they had just done this or that or this, like, I feel I could have added to this album yeah, they to make it have. something that I wanted. But <laughs> they, should have, they should have called us and to consult in the writing process. That's all I'm saying, Menzingers. Right. So. You know, with the older kids. I See, I like the way that line ends the album. That's a good line right. to end the album. It doesn't just end abruptly. It just kind of, it, yeah. it just fades in a good way. Yeah. So I'll take it. I'll listen to this album. Yeah. Again. I think this album has staying power. Not so much, uh, again, as uh, as after the party. I don't know how much I'm going to be going back to this album in 2020, though. But uh, but I, I, I do see myself like choosing to go back to mm-hmm. Hello Exile, especially after listening to, because what I did is I listened to this and I was like, I feel kind of bad. I don't like. I, like I don't like don't it as like much it as, as much. I think I should. But I think people felt that way after on the Impossible Pass because mm. nobody thinks Rented World measured up <laughs> one iota to that to that album, even though it was my number two album of the year. Yeah, you know, so, you know. I mean, we can't expect them to be Brian Fallon, which I know no. this frightens both of us because <laughs> it's like since Sleepwalkers is what it is. Yeah, how can we ever get any better than it, that? The bar has been set. Oh. <laughs> so we have, this is like a mental preparation for, like you said, Brian it's, co- it's coming three. Yeah. It's coming. Just in case, because you know, we're going to enjoy it. <laughs> well, we know Adam in, in sleepwalkers, <laughs> he did it this way. <laughs> you know, we're going to enjoy it. Of course. Enough. <laughs> yeah. It'll, it'll be fine. <laughs> Will we go back to it in 2021? I don't know. There's one time tell, you know, I mean, you can't write two of my favorite albums. Two of my number one albums of all time, right? They both can't share my number one album of all I time. No, well, he wrote six of my favorite albums of all time. That's true, right? Except six, six, seven, seven yeah. altogether. But still, what's what's one more at this point? Well, Hello Exile, best album ever. I get it. I, I'll, I'll give it. Uh, but you know, it. 
it's not even my, you know, it's, where would you rank this in the men's singers discography? What's above oh, this? What's below three. this? Number three? Number three. I okay. mean, after the party, right. impossible past. And this? This one. Oh, okay. Rented world. Chamberlain waits. Okay. Wait. Yes. Because I think I like this just as much as Rented World. At least okay. for me. Yeah. And Rented World is a good album. It is. That's, just that's not, not an insult. We don't like go back to it very often. Like, how dare you, Men's Singers? How dare you? You made an album just as good as a really good album. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. So that was our thoughts on, uh, re- on um, not Rented World, on Hello Exile. And yes. uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts on it because sh- I'm sure it's a divisive one. Especially if you love After the Party as much as we do. I know Daniel kind of felt similar to where yeah, you were at. He's, he's about where we are at. Like yeah. we, He likes it, but he doesn't love it. I, I, I hope that changes over time for him as well. Well, I also so. don't have a bunch of albums I'm listening to around it that I'm like in love with. Mm. So like, well, let's this is it. definitely the cream of, of October, September. Well, let's get into that let's right get into now. That. What, what, right. what else have you been listening to? Well, it's God all right it. there in front of you. <laughs> well, let's start over here. Nothing Nowhere with his new EP. Uh, he uh, collaborated with, I thought it was just for one song, but apparently no. it was for the entire album. With no, Travis Parker. The right Blood thing to Lust. do. Yeah. He's finally not going to be that cool underground hip-hop rapper. Now he's the cool <laughs> above-ground hip-hop rapper. <laughs> they finally let him out of the Fe- sewers. Featuring Travis Barker. Yeah. Hey, what can you say about this? Five out of five, baby. It's a good EP, I God like damn it. it. It's a full album sound, and you got you some, some hot break, and you got you some sadness, and you got you some Travis Barker on drums. You got yourself some sad boy shit. It's, oh, wait, that's every single goddamn <laughs> nothing, nowhere song. It's unbelievable. It's 16 minutes of sadness. <laughs> Enjoy. Do you want to fucking cry at your fucking cubicle at work? Get out of here. <laughs> no, I, I thought it was great. I mm. loved it. I, you, you oh, I love it a lot too. It's okay. probably my best, my favorite EP of, uh, of the year. Uh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, but uh, dare I say an album I love even more than Hello Exile. Oh, Sleep Talk by the Day Seekers. Sleep Talkers by Day Seekers. Sleep Talkers by Day Fallon. <laughs> what did you think of their fourth Again, album? Took me a long time mm, to grow. Okay. Because it's. It's a change of sound. It's definitely it's, mellowing yeah, out. It's going out. It, it, they're, it, they're not as aggressive in this one, but I think it's for the better. Ultimately, I gave it a 7 out of 9. Oh. Because the mental health tracks cringed at my soul. The mental health tracks. The ones where it's oh, like, sure. if, if you knew what it felt like, you'd have to cut your limbs too and all that kind of you stuff. You know, it's a little much. <laughs> you know, I just, I didn't care for that song and there was another one in there. Yeah, there's um, one song that's just the intro to the next track. Yeah, yeah I didn't count that one, but... The, that was where the nine came from. But okay. there's one more. I think it was track eight. I can't remember exactly which one it was. I haven't listened to it in a week now. Okay. But still, good stuff. It's I mean, Yeah, this is their best album for sure. Track eight is Gates of Ivory. Yeah, that's the one that I was just like not so keen on okay i like um, that song a lot i don't uh, for me there's not a bad out al- there's not a bad song on this album i love the way how um track five the embers glow is the intro to the color black it's like yes. your soul is the color oh so good dude and that, then the track track nine starving to be empty is one of my favorite songs of the year it's pretty good it's so good baby i think color black was the cut your limbs one that i was not so keen on okay it's it's aggressive. And Gates of Ivory, I think that one was about like you know 
being stupid because you're religious kind of stuff. Oh yeah, there's there's a little <laughs> bit of that. So it's kind of like you know off putting, especially if you're a religious person. Like, and I'm, and I'm like kind me. of I'm very I, I take offense to that. I know you're like often you, you're wearing your crucifix right now. You're <laughs> literally praying. But no, but like I like I'm over the like angry atheist songs. Right. It's like me come too. on. We don't need to hear it anymore. Yeah. Like, we but, get it. You're and then you atheist. look at a picture of them, and you're like, oh, I forgot. They're all, like, 23 years old. Yeah. And it's like, okay, I get it. <laughs> like, we still, like, we're guys album. in our 30s. are like, okay, <laughs> I forget. Perspective is important. <laughs> good album, nonetheless. Yeah. Oh, my God. What a great I album. I don't like. know if it'll be in my top 10, but <gasps> it might. It might. Yeah, 7 out of 9. That's kind of a low percentage, I guess. We'll see. We'll, well see. you know what? It's, top 15. I'm gonna. Sure. It's going to be in my top 5. I'm going to spoil it right now. Okay, fine. Uh, well, what'd you think of... Uh, we came as Romans and their goodbye to one Kyle Bavoni with their two singles. It's pretty sad. It's pretty sad, huh? I liked it. It's good. It was pretty sad. <laughs> I'm then, glad that um, Dan can sing a lot better now. I don't know what this... I guess they're going to keep on moving on. Because oh, yeah. They do I think that. that's what this whole... These two singles are about. Like, I'm not... I can't replace you. And right. we're always going to honor your memory. Right. But we're going to move on. We have to. Yeah. I'm worried. Need money. We we sold. We 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 signed a contract, and they're going to break our thumbs if we don't write more <laughs> albums. Well, oh, what man. did you finally think of uh, "As I Lay Innocent" by <laughs> "As I Stand"? <laughs> As I stand, an innocent man uh, with shaped by fire. Freaking love this album. That album. It's dope. Is so good. <laughs> oh I am God. so in pain. I'm listening to it and I'm like counting up all the tracks that I'm enjoying and I'm like, this is scary. This is the best <laughs> As I Lay Dying album. And this is, bands need a seven year break. Yeah. And so, somebody to go to jail yeah. and life and death situation. I mean, happen. if Brian Fallon can do that too. <laughs> I, I gave it an eight out of 11. Okay. Um, there was moments where it was a nine out of 11, but mm. I ended up taken one down okay but was, like the best album ever from them was a five out of 12 wow <laughs> from, that's uh, quite the step up yeah because their 2012 album was my favorite one out of all of them and that yeah. was a five and like okay how what can they do to impress me now yeah and, and i think what this one just does different is because i mean you have the sorrowful songs which of course that's going to be a theme mm-hmm. of, of, a, of a tim lambesis new i'm album. so sorry yeah, <laughs> but I like the way he incorporates his clean vocals now. I don't believe that's him. No, I believe that is the one of the guitar players oh, doing clean vocals. Interesting. Because okay. I, when I was looking at their uh, Wikipedia page, it doesn't say Tim Lambesis clean vocals. Oh. It says just unclean vocals. Oh, okay. And some other on the on the band member mm-hmm. timeline. So I was just like, well, yeah, he he often said that he can't sing. No, it's true he can't. <laughs> but I think. Yeah, Woven War was probably a very good break for them because yeah. there's those Woven War elements in there. Um, but yeah, yeah, these, a little bit, a little good. bit more melodic from from the Woven War uh, influences. Era. Yeah, yes. So that, yeah, this is wow. It's really good. It blends blends what those two parties have been through in the last seven years and put brings them together. So you right. got the melodic elements of the musicians. You have the really in like internal. Sorrowful lyrical content from Tim Lambesis, yes. who is trying to be a better man, who is trying to ref- use the prison system to reform himself as a human being. Sometimes, which is exactly what we should do be doing. I mean, uh, we give previous... him, we give him shit. Like we've given him so much shit the last seven years. Previous doing, podcast, be damned. Yeah, but he's doing exactly <laughs> what somebody who just got out of prison should do: reform their life. Exactly. Yeah. 
Okay, so... so we can't give him shit anymore. And this is a goddamn good album. I, yeah, I, I, I seriously doubt anything into the future will be this good. Sure, yeah. But I, I'd say give it a chance if you haven't yet. So you did you just listen to Silver Sun Pickups' Widow's Weeds? Yes. Just recently? I have one more listen to go through, but I think I can make a solid re- re- review of it. Okay. And it is fair. It's, it is good. You are wrong. It's one of the best <laughs> albums of the year. No, I haven't. I, I remember enjoying Swoon. Yeah, which Swoon was is 2007. Great. Yeah, and I remember listening to Canav- Canavas. Carnivos. Yeah, and I did not like that album. I think that album is not as strong as Swoon. I need to go back and re-listen to them because it's been close to ten years yeah. since I've listened to them. Obviously, and then there are two albums after that: Hot Garbage. Right. And I'll, then, I'll um, still listen to them. No, you I'll, don't need to. <laughs> I'll, I'll give them a chance. But you I think listen w- each. I think Widow's Weeds was pretty good. Oh yeah, great. There's like dark elements into yeah. this, and like there's cool little poppy elements in in the, in the songs too. I, I, fantastic album. I gave it band. a seven out of ten. Okay, cool. So it's fair. All right, it's pretty well, good. Coming to an honorable mentions near you. All yeah. right, that's it. <laughs> Probably in the top twenty. Perhaps. All right. Well, you know what? Bayside also uh, kind of lit up the scene a little bit with their um, sort of shadow uh, shadow drop with an intro bang. Mike, you said you listened to that entire Shane Told podcast. Yes. And they say the name of the album like at least fifty times. Intro bang. And you're still saying intro bang. <laughs> intro bang. I'm sticking with it. They talk about googling it. Yes, I know. You so have the English major market. <laughs> like shame, fucking idiot. Anyway, anyway, intro album, bang. Uh, yeah, uh, kind of a shadow drop. It was announced two weeks before. Let's see, the album I went came back. Out. I went back and listened to the. Anthony Ranieri interview from 2016 before Vacancy. Mm. And he talks at length about how stupid it is that we're doing these album rollouts over the course of four months. Ah. Like He's like, if it was up to me, I, I get this all too. done within within two weeks or, or four weeks. Yeah. And it makes <laughs> and, sense on a label perspective yeah. because you don't have to keep spending that money on advertising. As for the songs, they're pretty good. Fine. I gave it, again, 7 out of 10. This is another album that's coming to an honorable mentions near you. Um, I've never been nothing, the biggest Bayside fan, though, you know? Yeah. I mean, it was nothing groundbreaking. Definitely mm. some good hooks. Yeah. It makes me sad that both Shane and Anthony Ranieri think that Vacancy is like the fourth best Bayside album when it's well, you know clearly what? the it's, best Bayside album. It is album. the best. Well, I think also from my perspective, too, it, like, it hit me at just the right time because I was right. going through that exact same subject yes. matter at the time so maybe it's my favorite <laughs> maybe anthony doesn't like to relive that stuff oh i, so I much imagine anymore. too it's a it's a it probably it's probably a painful album for him to like think about so whatever but no i enjoyed a fair amount of that album this album's um, fine yeah it was good uh, do i remember anything about it right now no did it feel like their heaviest album of all no, time like come it, on to some degree it was heavy but There's it wasn't some heavy like elements dude. yeah but then you put anthony ranieri's vocals on it and nothing is really <laughs> that heavy anymore oh dude yeah but that's that's kind of what bayside is though you know they, they have they have their heavy heavy elements mm-hmm. and but like you know anthony ranieri's not going to scream or anything no 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 but should we talk about Ooh, the, the most, most controversial album? The most divisive <laughs> album. Uh, there's, there, I've, I've read reviews completely glorifying this album and everything it's done. Mm. I, I, if you guys follow us on Facebook, I posted a review that That's actually right. put a lot of thoughts into perspective on this album from I, a very like level-headed perspective. I watched that review. Yeah. What would you think of the review? It was fine. Yeah. I like that guy's – you should check out that guy's channel. He's if a, you enjoy – I don't know. Like, he knows a lot about, like, the music business. He was in the industry for a long time. He was in bands. So he knows a lot about, like, marketing and production and how to be well, in a band. And, and somebody like that 
is listening to music for completely different reasons than why I'm sure, listening to Sure, but also when he was listening to Beautiful Oblivion by Issues, yes. like he went into it, he was reviewing it as a fan though. He wasn't like being like, well, this song works because it like, it, it, cause I can sell it to Pepsi. You know, they, they, <laughs> they were, he was talking about like, he was talking about how like from a music theory standpoint, like this is like a great album because it brings in these elements and this. So what'd you yes. think of Beautiful Oblivion? It, their third album. Issues will never get beyond this mid-range for me. Ooh. Six out of 13. Ooh. And boy, do I enjoy those six songs, though. Okay. I'm just well, like, let's... yeah, bam. Like, I'm, I'm digging this Tyler Carter, yeah. And then, like, there's just the rest of the album that is forgettable. Okay. So I'm kind of and there you, with you, and you, which is why... I was there with Headspace, where those six tracks were really, really good. And then, like, the other so six, with Headspace, not so, much. so let, me, let me rewind a little bit. So with self-titled... I fell in love with that immediately. I love yes. the sound. I love the weirdness of it. I love the dynamics of the of the clean vocals, of the unclean vocals, with mm. the hip hop, with the R and B, and the yes. the genty shit that's in it too. The genty shit. And then yes. Headspace comes along, and they flip their sound a little bit. It took me a little while, and I ended up liking the album despite yes. my initial flaws with it. Still your number ten album of twenty. Still 20- my number ten, I would say. Uh, so with Beautiful Oblivion. Again, they flipped it once again, and I think, and of course, they had to because they don't because Bone Voyage, Michael Bone, is no longer in the in in the band. He's gone. So he's he's a you know he was a fundamental part of that band sound. So of mm-hmm. course they're going to have to try to compensate for it or just go in a completely different direction. And so they they gave you one track with screaming. There's one song screaming. <laughs> That's <laughs> a pretty go. damn good song though. Tapping tapping out. Is yeah, that tapping yeah. out is the is the song. Yeah, it was one of the singles as well. Yeah. Um, but I'm still wrapping my head around it and i think that's why i also shared that review on our facebook page because i do want to get other people's perspectives of it and that, um, I, I enjoyed the review it was just it seemed like he was more glorifying it because they did something different and, and i that's can't fine, though. i can't listen to an album and be like wow this is different therefore i like it it has to be both right i, I mean like there's oh, a that's different and i like it. there's a difference between liking it just because it's different but also like Liking a different album because it like ignited something in your head that you right. didn't really think of before, you know, like kind of nothing nowhere with his last few albums, like yes. that ignited something. Like I, I like hip hop now. What is this? <laughs> but like the I? way, the way like he presents hit that style of hip hop, right. it's like, oh wow, this ignited something in me, and I really like it. So I'm tr- I'm I'm searching for that in Beautiful Oblivion, and I'm not right. quite there yet. There's nothing about the album that I hate. I know no. that it's not like oh, except for flexing. Did flexing I can't like upset you. But like, by by listen eight, did? I just decided to skip over it because I knew yeah. there was there was nothing about that song. That I was... think that song should be a little bit shorter, <laughs> like at least half a minute shorter. Isn't it only like two minutes? Long? It's the shortest song on the album, and like it, it's it it's when because it, for some reason it's a single. That and was like, a bad idea. Yeah, it's a. But I think that was the band's idea. Yeah, I, think I think the so. band definitely wanted to like, like turn some heads and maybe piss some people maybe piss some people off, but like. It's a it's a transition track. It's it like one of those. Really is yes. Yeah, it, it, if you guys remember their previous albums where they have the the scout like turntable <laughs> shit. <laughs> that's what this is, but it just has vocals in it. Right. Yeah. So I, I even though I didn't listen to it when it came out as a single, I still hearing about it and yeah. being like, hmm, there's something about this Flexen song. Must have left like a sour taste in your mouth. Yeah. So I was just it. like, ah, I mean, it's not like something I enjoy listening to. Mm-hmm. So, so as of I right just, now, and it's not something that you need for the album. So 
skip over. Yeah, if you were to take that out, I don't think the album would be any any worse for wear. Right. Yeah, it's not like it'd be missing something, right? Yeah. It's it's already weird enough as it is without flexing. But uh, I, I enjoy the last two tracks. Last two tracks are really good. Yeah, and the album ends really well. Beautiful Oblivion is a great track. It is, yes. It's a great track, and it's a great track to end the album on. For me, I think as the Resident Issues super fan, yes. I don't think this is going to make a top 10 album for me as of right now. If Until out, something clicks. If it came out earlier in the year and you gave yourself a lot of time, it would be your number 10 album. <laughs> You'd be like, I really like this new direction that they took, and they experimented a lot. There and you go. I don't know if I like it, but I'm putting it number 10 because it's different. <laughs> Oh, you, you you know me really well, <laughs> but uh, as of right now, I, I I would feel because of like how strong these like October albums are, I feel a little weird sliding this into okay. uh, top ten for now. I know. Maybe if part. we go back and redo twenty nineteen, maybe it'll slide right in. But this is definitely on. But when we do twenty twenty nine decade in review, we should probably start with twenty nineteen. Yeah, we'll do that because <laughs> nobody needs to hear about how if my daughter's uh, surgery. On her palate. Well, how'd that go? It, it, nobody needs to know if it was successful or not until 2029. Right. <laughs> oh, man, your scroll bar is like all over the place right I'm now. I'm sorry. Because I don't, since our last episode, have we also talked about Tiny Moving Parts and their incredible new album, Yes. Breeze? We talked about we that did? two weeks ago, yes. Okay. And you've shared your thoughts already? Yes. Okay. I am a polar bear. Yes. <laughs> One of the best albums of the year. So Just wanted to remind you guys. scrolling up? Yes, I'm trying to okay. scroll up because I went super, super far down. Okay, we're almost there. Okay. We're almost there. Eh. Eh. Okay, so I don't think we're missing anything then, right? Intero Bing, Hello Exile. Oh, you're, so you're getting back into Hope's Fall? Uh, Hope's Fall will come another day. Oh, yeah, that's right. So I listen, I also listened to Miracle Pill by Goo Goo Dolls. Oh, yes. It's all right. It's all right. Yeah. Yes. I mean, on re-listen, I was like, well, even after taking a week off from it, I was like, well, duh. yeah. It's nothing that's great. <laughs> is, but is Goo Goo Dolls like at that point of their career now where they're just going to like, boom, here's an incredible fucking album for Apparently everybody. Not. I mean, that was the problem since uh, Let Love In came out back in 2006. Sure. It was just like mediocre album, mediocre album, mediocre album. Then Boxes, I was like, oh, hey, yeah, this, sounds is, all right. this is all right. Yeah. And then I was hyped for Miracle Pill. and but I, But I also went to Boxes not having that history of right. Them, right so i mean i went into it like oh that's pretty good and then you know i go into this one again not having that history until a few months from now yes and then uh yeah cool. it's your it's your corporate rock radio kind of shtick yeah it's not going to blow you away you know, but it's fun to listen to blink 182 can't be the only corporate rock shtick that we listen to this year right that's a pretty good album it's really good that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so i think that then about covers this week man we're covered yeah next week i'm going to listen to some billy eilish and some tea dwip Ooh. And uh, finish up Wicked Weeds, and uh, crap. Yeah, we got uh, Paris coming up too, and Paris, uh, yes, something else coming up on October eighteenth. I can't remember what it is. It's probably a really fandom good album. by Water Parks. Oh, that's right. Okay, <laughs> that's what I'm listening to. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Have you listened to it yet? I listened to Double Dare. Ah, what'd you think of Double Dare? I like Double Dare quite a bit. A 2016 album. Yes, yeah. I gave it a ten out of thirteen. Okay. And, you know, the, definitely entertainment is an interesting change from that. Yeah. And now fandom... I like, I like entertainment more than Double Dare still. I didn't know that Dave's favorite Water Parks album was Well, there you go. And I think it would, they were originally featured on a Pete, Pete Wentz podcast. 
So he gave them sure. his seal of approval. <laughs> okay. His wince of approval. Oh, good. And they just skyrocketed from there. You know what I think you should do? You should paint your, you should paint your hair pink. And did. And be a, be a obnoxious douchebag on Twitter. And it worked. It it worked. <laughs> <laughs> now they're the best band ever. Yeah, fandom's okay so far. Fandom's okay. Yeah. And Double Dare was pretty. I gave it a ten out of thirteen. Okay. So it's like, but it's not like mind blowing pop punk. That no, it's just really I good would, pop punk. Yeah, it's yeah. just it, it's pop punk yeah. for what it is. There was something I was list, I was listening to them thinking like this is like Twenty One Pilots mm. without the the yeah, without the hip hop elements. Yeah. yeah. So he sounds exactly cool. like what's his name from Twenty One Pilots. Well, we'll uh, we'll definitely well it's 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 definitely a heavy review season. So we'll come up with another. Um, we'll, we'll figure out which one we want to uh, um, do a track by track review of next episode. Then we'll figure it Whenever out. Whenever that Eventually. may be, might be first of December. We might just hold out to the end. Who of the knows? Year. Yeah, but <laughs> November uh, might be busy. Stay, uh, stay subscribed to us, everybody. Uh, the, after this, ep- after this week's episode, I'm going to release another episode of the Skinny Seconds yes. for you guys to enjoy. I'm still deciding which ones I, which one I want to throw out there, but. Okay. Uh, it's going to be funny stuff. Come on. Listen to yeah, it. Come on. <laughs> Do you know if it's going to be an album review or is it going to be a story about something? <laughs> well, I'll let you decide. I decided the first one. I'll let you decide oh, okay. when this one comes okay. out. All right. All right. Well, uh, for my co-host, Adam, I'm your co-host, Mike. And uh, you should probably let us know what you think of Hello Exile because, you know, I'm still kind of processing it. I think it's a great album, but you know, Adam thinks it's a great album. But do you think it's a great album? Why do? Why am I wrong? You should just tell us all the time. And, you know, <laughs> if, I, if I'm wrong, then I'm